You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we are going to talk about one-on-one training with your athletes and how to maximize those one-on-one sessions when training an athlete. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 67 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Middle of September, seasons are on their way. Uh, At least most players are back in season. Coaches are back in season. Uh, It's exciting. Really exciting times. Uh, for new, our new listeners, welcome to the show. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of this podcast. And you got about 66 episodes to get caught up on. You know, I try to, every episode, I try to, uh, you know, deliver some value, give you some tangible things that you can take back into the gym with you to help your team get better. And if you are a regular listener, as always, welcome to the pod. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me again uh, for another episode. And I'm hoping that I can give you some feedback, I can give you some value, I can give you some tangible things you can take back to your gym. Today's episode was inspired uh, by one of our Digital Volleyball Academy members, Coach Jared. He uh, he had asked me a question about one-on-one training, and that's what inspired this episode today. And I think it's a very, it's, it's, it's a really great conversation with the idea, I know there's a ton of coaches out there who probably get asked by parents, by athletes, if they offer some one-on-one training um, and or small group training or things like that. And, you know, there's a lot of, and I know there's a lot of coaches who do offer one-on-one training, but I want to, today I want to talk about how you can separate yourself as a coach when giving these one-on-one trainings, what, what you can do to make not only players want to come back for more training, but to get your name out there faster, to get referred, so people can come back and say, "Wait a minute, this coach, this coach is, is this is the experience that I'm having with with this coach is one of the best I've ever had when it comes to training." You want to mesmerize your athletes, you know, your parents and whatever, and a lot of that comes with what we, a lot of that. Well, there's there's some strategies that we can do as coaches when it comes to one-on-one training that I'm going to share with you. So. You know, I don't do one-on-one training as much anymore. I used to. I used to be heavily involved in it, but because you know, um, because of Digital Volleyball Academy, that keeps me busy with our, our coaches, for, you know, from all over the world. And then I got my college team, and as well as teaching, and not to mention the fact that I have uh, two young ones in the home under the age of three, and then my wife. And yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I don't really do the only time I do one-on-one training right now is for our uh, the pro athletes that come out to me because um, I do still want I, I, I mean I've known these pro athletes for a long time and you know without getting into too much detail that's you know if a pro athlete wants to you know get ready for their season or whatever um, I, I will do those but that's as far as I've been lately but so I can tell you from all the years of doing one-on-one training and, and as well as training pro athletes, um, I got a, I got a couple strategies that I think you're going to find valuable if you apply it. So, a lot of 
a lot of times, let me just paint the picture. A lot of times when athletes sign up for one-on-one training, right, they'll meet with the coach in a gym and the coach will then get a chance to see them play. Like they'll say, okay, well, what do you want to work on? Let's say they want to work on passing. No problem. So they'll, they'll, you know, maybe serve some balls or they'll get something, um, they'll get something to throw at them or wh- whatever the case is, but they'll, they'll take a look at them. They'll assess them. Uh, and then they'll kind of start coaching and things like that. So that right there is typically how it works, right? Athlete comes in the gym. Hey, coach, I want to work on passing. Coach says, no problem. Here's some balls. Here's some balls at you or throw some balls at you. Let's take a look at what we got working with. Bang, bang, bang. Here's some pointers. Keep, you know, keep going, keep going. And then we just go from there. And that's a typical one-on-one training session with feedback given and stuff like that. Now, to me, you could do, we could do a lot better than that. And, um, and I have over the course of my career, obviously, I didn't start off, I started off just like that. And then I evolved. And then, you know, I went, I went from, you know, doing one-on-one trainings, you know, once a week to then getting booked multiple times a day, not even multiple times a week, multiple times a day. And until it came to a point where I had to say no. Um, and then, uh, what, what ended up happening was because my one-on-one trainings started becoming a bit more popular and people were getting in, I was able to raise my prices, which helped me uh, from a financial standpoint, which is sick, which is great. And I didn't lose anyone because they, they came for the value. So not, I, I'm not trying to, you know, toot my own horn or, you know, big, like sound, I don't want to sound arrogant or that I'm, you know, showing off here, but I just want, I want you to understand that I, I know r- really how to set up the one-on-one training. So let's get started. The first thing that you're going to do is you are going to get film from the athlete before your session even starts. This is a, actually, this is where a lot of coaches don't do it. And I think that we're really missing here. You don't want to assess them when they come in your gym. You want to have an assessment before they come in your gym. You want to, I, if I was you, I would have, so this is what I used to do. The players would send me game footage of them before the practice or before the one-on-one session. And they would also tell me what they would like to work on. So I would then take a look at this film. Now, again, this is outside of the, if you're training for one hour, it's outside of that. But believe me, it only will take you 10 minutes tops to get a good assessment of the athlete. And also when you start doing things like these, I'm kind of foreshadowing a little bit, but when you start doing the film before getting to know the athlete really well, before you get into the gym with them, you're going to be able to give them such a a much more quality session that eventually you're going to be able to charge a little bit more, which will then justify your time prior to the session. Okay. But I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. So here's what you do. When you watch film on the athlete before you're looking at so let's say they wanted to work on passing. Well, you're going to dial in for those 10 minutes and look at passing. Now, you're a coach, so I'm not going to tell you how to coach. But when you're looking at that that passer, you as a coach are going to know what you're what are the cues you're looking for, you know? How is their platform? How is their angles? How are they moving to the ball? How are they reading the server? You're going to be able to get so much information from that film that before you even get in the gym with your athlete, you're going to know exactly what you need to do, what you need to work on. You're going to know exactly what your plan is going into that session and be able to maximize way more time with your athlete that will result to, that will, um, as a result, will lead to better results. So you're going to do that. The second thing you're going to do when it comes to looking at video is you're going to find something that you that they may not have mentioned. So they, let's say they say, well, I'm really weak at passing. Well, you may see something else that they're weak at. And that is important because you're going to bring that up in the training session as well. You know, you're going to say, for example, 
Well, I noticed that, um, you know, I know I know we want to work on passing today, and don't get me wrong, you're going to spend a lot of time working on passing, but I noticed that, you know, on on your spin serve, your angle of approach is a bit off. I want to, can I just, uh, you know, show you how to make your spin serve a little bit more effective? And you, they're going to say, of course, yeah, I didn't even, okay, thank you. And they're going to see that you took the time to get to know the athlete. And that's the key thing here. Get to know the athlete before you see them. Find out where their weaknesses are. Find out where their strengths are. And find out, and that will help you determine where you can be much more effective as a coach in the gym. All right? So big point there. I spent a lot of time on that point, but it's it's really important. Watch film before the session, if you can. Now, don't get me wrong. If you can, you can. But I, I honestly, most athletes will have film on them from a tournament, from practice, from something. Or if they've booked a session with you a week out and they don't, they, could, they have a week to maybe do some filming during practice and so forth. The second thing that's really important is, so now we have before the session, right? We have the film prior to the session. We've understood where what they want to work on and also we've figured out what their other weaknesses are as well. Now, during the session, I will tell you, coaches who have done one-on-one training are going to understand what I'm saying here. It is very difficult to have an effective one-on-one session when it's just you and the athlete in a gym, in volleyball. In basketball, you could probably get away with it. Volleyball, very, very difficult. So you are going to ask your athlete or the parent to bring either a friend. The parent can get involved as well, and you're going to have them be there because you need at least one extra person in the gym. I, When I used to do the one-on-ones, I would request that they bring two. If they can only bring one, no problem, but I would recommend them bringing two because of the quality of repetitions this athlete's going to get. If it's just you and the athlete, then you're. let's say you have to serve and they're going to pass. Well, how are you going to assess properly? Who's going to catch those passes? You're going to be shagging, you and the player are going to be shagging balls just to, you know, make sure you try to maximize. You can't, what am I saying? You can't maximize time that way. So I always like having two because one, you're going to have a target and two, you're going to have a server. And normally, even if it's a parent who doesn't know how to serve, normally parents know how to throw the ball over the net or something. And when we're working on serve-receive, I just need to work on fundamentals. I need to see. And then eventually when they get there, then I can go back and give them maybe a a tougher float. It's even better if the athlete has someone who knows how to play the game come with them. uh, And which is, again, you're not training the other athlete, but they can be there helping out. And sometimes, and then what you can do is you can say, well, hey, if you want a couple extra touches, you you can jump in on some of these drills too, no problem. Normally athletes will jump at an opportunity to get extra touches or even just listen to the extra education and coaching that, you know, that particular athlete's getting. So there's a lot of creative ways, but I 100% recommend getting two players, two people in the gym. So one can be a target and one can be a server. And if you just have a target, you know, that's okay. They'll be the target. And after you serve, the athlete passes, the target catches, gives you the back the ball. So it's multiple. Imagine the amount of repetitions that the athlete's now going to get versus if it was just you and the athlete in the gym. All right. So two people is ideal. Now, let's talk about the actual one-on-one training itself. So you know your athlete now, okay? You have the help in the gym, which is nice. Um, The other thing that I want to also reiterate is repetition. One-on-one training sessions are all about maximum repetition. You're actually giving less feedback relative to the rep range. You want to have them do like 
you know, 15 to 20 reps and then you give feedback. You know, it's not like serve, pass, okay, feedback, serve, pass, okay, feedback. And feedback is significant when it comes to one-on-one training. So we're making sure we're giving quality feedback. We're making sure that we're giving, and you guys have heard me say this before, measurable feedback. So when you finish the session, you should have numbers associated with that athlete's performance. Now, for the sake of passing, you can measure them on a three-point scale, you know, zero being pass quality, pass quality zero being a shanked ball, one being a very difficult pass where it's, you know, it's not an error, but it's, you know, the, it's going to be a free ball over. Uh, pass quality two is when the setter only has, you know, a couple options, not all four of their options. And then pass quality three is when they have all their options. So you can grade their passes passing through the entire session and then give them a grade after every 20 balls, 40 balls, 60 balls, whatever the case is. And you're giving them that measurable feedback. In addition to giving them that measurable feedback, you are also going to be giving them uh, not just the quantity, but the quality as well. You're going to tell them, you know, maybe the angle's off, maybe try this, try that. And I'm not going to tell you how to coach here, but, you know, whatever you feel that the athlete is lacking, whatever you feel you can help in the developmental, the fundamentals, you will tell them that. So that is that is an important point. And I know I say this all the time on the podcast, but I, I want to reiterate when you are giving feedback, it's one, constructive and simple. Two, it's measurable. And then three, obviously, we're going to talk about fundamentals and you know, you're know going to help them with their specific problem. But the measurements are important. Passing, hitting, blocking, whatever. We're going to find a scale to measure them on. And then that way they know it. And we're going to email them that scale afterwards so they have a baseline for every training session past that. I also want to tell you a little bit of why. So yes, okay. So it's important from a developmental purpose because you guys have heard me say this all the time. You can't grow what you can't measure. So from a developmental standpoint, they're going to have a number associated with their performance, which is great because that's a baseline for them. But you know what else it does that's kind of a byproduct of this is it makes them wanting to come back to improve that number because now we have a baseline. Imagine doing a, a training session without giving them any kind of measurable feedback, a number with their performance. And when they come back next time, they may not know if they're improving or not. But when they come back the next time and they either stay the same or improve, guess what? That's what you call results. And I'll tell you one thing I've learned about this sport. Results, it, this sport is results driven. The more results athletes get, the more they're going to want. Okay, so the more results your athletes get, the more they're going to come back to you. And in our one-on-one training session, sometimes it's very hard for athletes to see results because they got to wait for a tournament. They got to go back to practice and wait for them to, you know, for them to recognize themselves that they're getting better. That could take weeks, if not months. But when we give them measurable feedback at our training session, they're anxious to come back and get another session. And when they do get that other session in, there's, there's no way you lose here because here's what happens. One, they get better. They're coming back because you've already made them improve. Two, they stay the same, which means they need to come back to get better. And three, if they didn't get better, I wouldn't say it's your fault, but I would say, okay, there, chances are you can say, well, listen, come back again and let's try to improve that number because something went wrong and we can figure it out together. You know, you'll be open and honest with them. If they keep coming back and they keep getting worse and worse and worse, then you'd have to reevaluate uh, how you're coaching them and stuff like that. But coaches that are listening to this, that are doing one-on-one sessions, I'm 100% sure that you have value, you can coach, and you're going to do a great job. So they're going to come back because they're going to see their results improving. 
but that wouldn't happen if you didn't you know provide measurable feedback if you didn't grade their performance okay so we talked about the results the reps the film before the session now it's also important to do film during the session big difference um, you and like I said, this is your volunteers. You have your volunteer there already waiting. Or if you don't have a volunteer, you can set up a camera on a tripod. Now, I would recommend two things. One, video playback if possible. So if you're working on the skill of passing again, for example, when they execute a bunch of passes, if they can see what it looks like in real time, like on a five second delay. So let's say they execute a pass quality, whatever the pass quality is, they execute a pass, they can look at a screen, see that instant replay of that pass, and then go back and do another one. So if you can figure out a way to add video playback to it, it's great. Now, I I personally do this only with my pro athletes. I don't do it with the younger athletes because it's so much information for them. But what you can do is you can use an app called Coach's Eye. There's many apps out there. I use the one called Coach's Eye. And you can stand back and maybe just film a couple of the passes during the session. And then you can bring the athlete over and say, well, hey, let's, let's take a look at some of your passes. And this is, again, great feedback as well. Well, notice this here, notice this here. And with Coach's Eye, you can slow it down, speed it up, and you can see and zoom in and draw right on the video so it's very clear to the athlete of what they need to improve or where they're, you know, where they're screwing up and so forth. So that is a film during the session. I think it's very important uh, for, um, you know, for the session, for, the, for the, the feedback part, okay? So really, 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 I think that that's a, that's a crucial one. Also, I would also follow up and provide maybe some homework for the athlete. So at the end of the session, you know, you give them their their results. You well, you kind of do a little summary of, of the session. You you give them their um, their grades that you just took, the stats that you took. And I would follow. I would give some homework. Okay, the next time I see you, I want I want to see you work on this, this, and this. And, you know, and and follow up. Send a simple email. Maybe the next day or the next night or the actually, you know what? I think I used to do the same night. I'll, I'd send an email to the parent. Hey, thanks for a great session. Here's a summary of what we did. And here is um, the some notes for him to improve upon. That is, that is you think that might be small, but that's a huge uh, bonus because parents are going to say, wow, I got, a, I, got, I got a little summary after the session. Like, why wouldn't you want to go back to that coach? Right there, you, you worked on them before the session, during the session, and after the session. And the great thing for coaches, listen, is you can you can pre you can have like an email template, like set up a, a template beforehand of some of the common feedback that you're gonna give or a summary of what common things you do. You could actually do this before the session even started. Have a template of what you plan on doing, and then all you would do with with that template email is add in the stuff that the athlete has to follow up on or, or continue to work on by themselves. And just a simple email to the parent, huge plus. How and I, let me ask you something, how many coaches and you guys, you coaches listen to this, you know one-on-one sessions. I'm pretty sure you've, you know many coaches that run it. How many coaches do follow-up emails? How many coaches look at film before the session? How many coaches are statting during the session, video playback, right? If you were to implement just some of these things, game changer, right? Significant game changer. Uh, but the, the key is, is that you got to continue to push and make sure you do that. So we got the film, we got things. Now, I'm going to give you some other strategies that you don't have to, that I don't think are, this is like a super duper bonus that you can give potential parents. So one thing that I've tried, and again, 
parents love it. Everyone loves it. It's just it's just time. So you have to you have to determine, and maybe when you're starting out, you can do. You have to determine as a coach whether or not you want to do this or not. But I've mic'd myself up during the training sessions. I've mic'd myself up, and I will film portions of the training sessions that I think are important for the athlete, so they can go back. And they can hear that feedback. They can give it. So, like, if I'm teach, if I'm giving feedback on an athlete based on you know some kind of fundamental that I'm showing them how to do it, and I know it's important, well, I may ask one of the volunteers to film this, and they'll film it. And I'm mic'd up. You can buy a wireless mic on Amazon, really cheap. You can, and it connects to the phone via Bluetooth. And I'm mic'd up, and that way you can take that film at the end. And now it's already done. There's no editing required. Film's already done, and it's done in clips. And send it to the athletes, send it to the parents, and say, "Hey, listen, these are some important points that I want that I want your athlete to still have." And here's the the, the video from our lesson. Now, like, imagine what the parent is going to be like, or what the athlete will feel when they get this after the session. And when you start doing things like these, like the film before, during, after, you know, the results, the feedback, the miking yourself up, all these little things. Guess what ends up happening? You're going to get booked out. It is inevitable. You are going to get people are going to want to come to you to get this type of quality training, and you get and I guess what you can do then, then you raise your prices. You can raise your prices, and it'll be even more worth your time because let's be real, getting gym time is expensive. Um, gym time is expensive, and then your time is the most valuable time of all, and that is something you want to get compensated for. Now I know we're in this. To not make a ton of money, I get it. I, I, listen, when I coached club, it, it actually cost me money to coach. But at the same time, you know, we all, we all, we all want to, we all want to. We need to make some money, okay? And we need to make some money so we can do more things with our life. Because, I, like I said, the more, the more money you have, the more change that you can make. You, you can maybe get, maybe you can use that money to get more gym time. You know, there's so many things you can do. So when you start doing this, you'll start charging more, and when you start charging more. You're gonna start making more, and you can do more things with that money. Okay, so that's a little an extra tad there. Now, if you because gym time is so expensive, what you could do is instead of doing one-on-one training, you could do one one to two training or one to three training. You could do that. So three athletes, one coach, and you could still do all of these things that I've mentioned with the two or three athletes. So the film before may take a bit longer, and the follow-up video and homework may take a bit longer. But the film during practice that you can int- uh, integrate really easily. The doing stats you can integrate really easily, um, and you know, th- and those are the two big ones you can do. But the film that that might be the only thing that you have to add extra time. But what I would do is, if you have two or three players, don't drop your prices. Keep it the same, uh, or you can maybe okay. I shouldn't say that. You could probably do like a ten percent less, uh, but not nothing crazy. Don't you know? Don't say a hundred dollars an hour, and then if you have two, it's fifty dollars an hour. Don't do that, okay? Because you're still making the exact same amount of money, but it's more work now. So it's not. It's not like I know. I know coaches when they think, oh well, if it's one to one, it's a hundred dollars an hour. But if it's two people, then we can split it fifty fifty. No, 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 no. It, you're, it's more work for you when you have two athletes in the gym because of think about all the stuff that we talked about. So you want to make sure that it's it's worth it for you. Don't you know? Don't you can it could you can drop it a little bit by, by not by fifty percent, maybe like ten percent or fifteen or something like that. For me, when you get to when you get to the stage in your career where you're you're giving this, they're going to get the same quality training whether it's one or two. I'm not dropping my price at all. I think it came to a point where I think I was I was 150 a session at one point. Like right now, if I was to do it again, it'd be anywhere between 150 to 200 a session, because 
your athlete, when they come and get, and when I train them, they're going to get results. It's inevitable. And it's not because I'm some great coach. I'm not by any means. It's because of the system that I have in place to ensure that they get results. And when they do get the results, they're going to want to come back. Okay. Because if they want, if they want to pay less money, sure they can go to a clinic for 50 bucks. No problem. You can sign up for many camps or clinics for 50 bucks. But the question I always ask parents is how much one-on-one attention are you going to get for 50 bucks? And how much repetitions are you going to get for 50 bucks? And how much feedback are you going to get for 50 bucks? And how much improvement do you think your athlete will have for 50 bucks? But if you pay a little bit extra, you'll, that you're paying for those extra reps, for that individual attention, for those individual results, and for all the other things I mentioned. So coaches, I hope you got some kind of a little more clarity on how to run an effective one-on-one training session. I hope that you can take some of these strategies and really go out there and start crushing it and start helping athletes get results. And more importantly, start getting you more athletes to coach one-on-one or one-to-two or one-to-three, whatever the case is, all right? So let's just recap. We talked about film prior to the session, getting to know your athletes, okay? That's gonna help significantly make your session a lot more, uh, I would say the quality of your session to be a lot better. Your session's gonna be focused on a ton of repetitions, reps, reps, reps. Remember, we're results-driven. They're gonna, you want them to come back to you. So we need to focus and make sure they get results. And that comes with the feedback, the video playback, um, the, the technical feedback, You know, not giving too much feedback and allowing them to get the reps. It, you know, it starts with the film before, film during, follow up after with film, homework, send that email to the parents, making sure they have access to you know videos. You can mic yourself up if you want, things like that. These all make the session a lot, a lot more, uh, not just interactive, but the results are going to come and that's how they're going to want to come back to you. All right. So there you go. Uh, As I mentioned in the beginning of this um, episode, uh, I talked about a little bit about Digital Volleyball Academy. For those of you that don't know what it is, Digital Volleyball Academy is my signature membership where I get to mentor and help coaches all around the world by really helping them grow as coaches, making them more confident coaches, more knowledgeable about the game. And I welcome them into my gym because it's online. So wherever you are in the world, you get to see what we do inside our gym. You get behind the scenes access to myself and my coaching staff and our team uh, and what we do in our college gym. And you get, and on top of that, you get all the courses. I have, I have a ton of courses. You get all the courses that I have based on all the positions of our game. So it's really a place where coaches can come and grow, become more confident, um, become more uh, confident, but also more knowledgeable, knowing what to do. You know how many times when I was a young coach, I, I didn't know what my next step was. I didn't know where what I needed to do to get to becoming an elite level coach, to changing the lives of my players, to becoming that championship team. I, I had no no place to go. Well. That's why I created Digital Volleyball Academy so that no matter where you are around the world, you have a place to go to get clarity and figure out how to get your team to the next level, to that championship uh, caliber type of team. So if, you, if you're interested in that, by the way, uh, just go on over to Digital Volleyball Academy. And right now, doors are currently closed, unfortunately, because we only open up a few times a year. But sign up for the wait list. All right, and then you'll be the first to be notified when you can come inside and join us on, on this great journey. So that's digitalvolleyballacademy.com and uh, sign up for the wait list. And for the rest of you, Hope you had a great episode. Hope you got some good feedback, or sorry, rather, rather not feedback, but good value. And I will see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. 
Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.